We have to go back! everyone welcome back to the flashback flicks retro movie podcast i'm ricky i'm grayson and today we decided to take a look back at the 1999 movie telling one of my greatest secrets never been kissed wow what an intro (laughs) so personal so we decided to look at the movie life of the party about someone going back to college And so we decided to review a movie about someone going back to high school Mm -hmm. because we already reviewed Billy Madison. But we are reviewing the movie Never Been Kissed starring Drew Barrymore, David Arquette, and Molly Shannon. So this movie was the first movie under Drew Barrymore's uh, production company, Flower Films. Uh, And it also features several other actors. You have John C. Riley, Mr. Wreck-It Ralph, and... In his film debut, James Franco. James Edward Franco. James, in three years, I'm going to devote my life to destroying Spider-Man Franco, the one and the same. And, of course, featuring Oscar award-winning Octavia Spencer. Oh, and Gary Marshall. Oh, yeah, Gary Marshall. So many stars are in this movie. Yeah. And uh, the the story, the plot of Never Been Kissed, uh, TM, uh, is all about Drew Barrymore playing the character Josie Geller, a newspaper editor who goes undercover as a high school student because in 1999, that's what you did if you wanted to get a story. But Josie falls in love with a teacher who doesn't know she's not really a student, which is where a lot of problems show up um, legally and and the plot. But we'll get to that later. Um, now, Grayson, usually I like to do a pretty extensive research on the films that we review. Sure. I cite multiple sources. I cross-reference. I do yeah. a fair You're You're professional like that. There's almost nothing about the production or making of this movie. Well, you really got to burn the evidence. <laughs> I I search everywhere. One of the top facts that I could find is that this is James Franco's film debut. Like that's like that's that's the height of facts about this movie. I was able to find a couple of fun facts, but as far as history goes, I don't know anything other than this. Uh the movie was released April 9th. 1999, a week after The Matrix and 10 Things I Hate About You hit theaters. Oh, one of those movies is a lot like this movie in the sense that they wear a lot of leather in this movie. (laughs) And it came out a month before The Mummy. So, you know, if if you are listening, if you want to listen to this podcast in chronological order of the movies that were released, you start with The Matrix. And then eventually when we review 10 Things I Hate About You, you then watch that and then Never Been Kissed and then our mummy review. You're welcome. I'd like to know when we would review 10 Things I Hate About You. Maybe in October, we just do all movies that have 10 in the title. Oh, I like that. Maybe. Three Ten to Yuma. (laughs) Ten Commandments. There you go. Ten Commandments. Yeah. All right, there you go. Future programming taken care of. So the movie was released uh, with a budget of $25 million. It made over $55 million domestically and $84 million worldwide. And 
to show you just even the degree to which where they scrubbed the evidence from the making of this movie. Mm-hmm. For the Blu-ray release of this movie, Grayson, do you know what the only special feature is? Uh, I'm guessing it wasn't a trailer for the Ben 10 movie, which we might review <laughs> in October. Close, close. The theatrical trailer. Oh. That's it. That's the special feature. So they use every scene that they shot? No deleted scenes? No alternate endings where everyone goes to jail? None whatsoever. Oh, wow. I, one of the fun facts I did find is that Josie's assignment mm-hmm. uh, resembles the similar experiences of Cameron Crowe, who went back to his old high school at 21 and wrote a novel and screenplay based on his experiences there, which would eventually become the cult classic Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, I thought you were going to say 21 Jump Street. That's why it's 21. <laughs> oh! It was his age. Yeah, there it is. We now know. So that's all the history I have. Because, again, there wasn't a ton of stuff on there, you know, there being the Internet. So now we're going to go ahead and go into our reactions. Uh, Grayson, when was the first time that you actually watched the uh, movie Never Been Kissed? Well, it had to have been this morning. (laughs) Oh, okay. So, all right. So this is also my first time watching this movie. Mm -hmm. But I remember the trailer so distinctly. Like, I remember the whole, um, like, you're going to go back to high school and, like, the whole theatrical trailer, which is a bonus feature on the Never Been Kissed Blu-ray. Uh, and I I just remembered it so distinctly, like, oh, yeah, I know this movie. It's going to be a fun, quirky comedy about, you know, basically I was like, oh, it's Billy Madison, but She's not an idiot. Yeah, I thought that I had seen this movie, but then I realized I was thinking of Almost Famous, which is very different, not even close to the mm. same movie. And I was like, Almost Kissed. Uh, the Gene Simmons biopic uh, <laughs> wasn't that either. So this was a totally new experience. And yeah, it's like a really fun, plucky comedy for a lot of it. And then it this is one of the movies, we don't talk about this a lot, about like if it's aged well or not. This right. one, and we want to stay positive, but we just have to address right. that we do oh, yeah. not condone the behavior in this movie. We and do not at all. The actual events that make this not age well, uh, like things in the news, like we do not make light of that at all. Like that is a very serious thing. Watching this movie really has some cringy moments knowing the reality of the world we're living in. So oh, yeah. that's just one of the, we wanted, it felt like we had to call it out. You know, I, I Absolutely. was like, we got to say something about it because this is not a movie that would be made today. Um, yeah. But there are yeah. still some fun comedic moments that aren't about a 25 year old guy standing in his underwear next to a bunch of high schoolers. Yeah. 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 No, the, uh, yeah, th- that's one of the biggest things that like, it's hard to look at this movie and not see how, you know, terrible it is because the whole plot kind of hinges on the idea that she gets the guy because you're supposed to root for them to for her to get the guy. But the guy being the teacher is like pining after this student mm-hmm. who he previously thought was 17 years old and then actually kind of pushes her away when he realizes that she wasn't a student yeah it's just 
you know, yeah. too much has happened since 99 to, uh, yeah. it, but they, they touch on it. Like they, uh, John C. Riley's character is saying like, this is the story. Like it's inappropriate. How close is too close? You can see that yeah. this is wrong. And then it just kind of pushed past it. Uh, but we felt like it would be irresponsible as a podcast to just kind of ignore that aspect of it. Because when you watch it through today's lens, that's kind of the interesting thing of looking at these older movies is some of them are in totally different context now than when they were released. Uh, and, yeah. and this is a, a shining example of when a movie, like when current events really just take something that would have been like a, so outlandish at the time. And it, it now doesn't play as comedy. It plays as just a little too real. Uh, so right. I, I do think the, the movie can't be viewed in the same light now as it was initially. Very well said. With that being said, our reactions. Watching this movie, I realized I did not think the movie was what I thought it was going to be. Because I think what I thought it was going to be was more focused on her never being kissed. Um, Because, you know, that's the name of the movie and the article. It's a fair assumption. Right. But it was actually, and they said this term a lot. It's like, ah, what it feels like to be 17 again. I'm like... Why wasn't that the name of the movie? Uh, Never Been Kissed could have easily been called 17 Again because they said it way more times. And Never Been Kissed has very little to do with the actual movie. Just on, you know, premise. It's it's not like she's gearing up to finally kiss someone. Like, Never Been Kissed is like the big reveal of like the title of the article. Which isn't what I thought the movie was about. I was like, oh, wow, this girl's going to go back to high school to try to, you know, finally get that kiss for an article or something like that. Which is really so much worse. If -hmm. that's her goal, that's so much worse. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and so, yeah, watching the movie this time, I was like, oh, oh, okay. So this is what this movie is about. And I, there are so many 90s things and specifically 1999 things that I love uh, about this movie, mainly where 1999 was a great year because it's where the millennium can be considered as a theme, the theme. for a dance. That's the theme. Not just of one school, but two schools picked that theme. And what are the chances? What are the chances that two schools in 1999 choose the theme, the millennium? I don't know. It's got to be a, a million to one. <laughs> but then they said... Greatest couples throughout history. <laughs> Which is actually Which, pretty uh, quick thinking on her part. Also, I, I hate to be the naysayer, not a theme. It's, uh, you can't decorate for that. You, oh. It, you, you really can't. You just gotta get two of everything. You know what? I take it back. There it is. Great theme. Way to go. That's one in your corner, Josie Geller. I did enjoy uh, kind of playing into like the 90s aspect of it, but it probably is still true today uh that the school band is playing the simpsons theme in the background love that yeah that's pretty solid and and this was just a a very passing detail as well uh it doesn't really have to do with anything else but uh the line you let one case of mono stop you when she's talking to her brother about like why he hasn't moved on and you start to get some of that, like, oh, I thought that was going to come back more. But then I realized, oh, mono is called the kissing disease. And that's probably the extent uh, uh, of that uh, thematic thread. 
that he did kiss somebody and it ruined his life. She didn't kiss anybody and it still ruined her life. Oh, also other cast member who we completely forgot about. Jessica Alba is in this movie. Pre-Dark Angel Jessica Alba, which I didn't think existed. On some mental level I did. But, you know, that's when I first knew that she was a person. One of the biggest things I realized about this movie that I didn't realize before was that journalism, Mm -hmm. like investigative journalism and how big that was. Do you recall that being a big thing in the 90s? Like people doing exposés like my three months as a sous chef in one of the highest restaurants I don't remember it being like an in-bed job or something like that. I remember newspapers being popular, but as far as the whole like, I'm going to go live my life for three months and this other thing, no, I was not aware of that as a kid. I just wonder if that was like a thing that someone was inspired by, like this nationwide investigative journalism thing happening that... You know, had someone say, oh, that would be a great thing that people would believe would be a real thing. Yeah, I mean, that happens with, uh, I think, like wartime reporting, where you go to the front lines and report there. But as as far as being like, what dry cleaners aren't telling you, I spent three months as a dry cleaner. Like, I I don't know how realistic that is. Maybe it happens, but, but I don't remember that really being a thing. Yeah, I didn't think yeah. like reporters were expected to really be a Daniel Day Lewis and just immerse themselves in whatever story they're doing. Like that's why you interview people and <laughs> get sources rather than do 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 do. I'm just like you. <laughs> how the youth? It's like sure, I know how to do these things, but how do I want to hear you say it? <laughs> Um, another actor who um, I thought, I mean, I was just so impressed that just the treasure trove of actors or hidden actors in this movie, they had um, the man in the van, Cress mm-hmm. um, Williams. Yeah, what else has AKA he been in? He looked familiar. Black Lightning. Oh. He is the current Black Lightning. Wow. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's been on a couple of other things. He, um... He was in in Living Single. Mm. Um, he was also in something else that I've definitely seen. Oh, he was on uh, Friday Night Lights, mm. um, Grey's Anatomy. I mean, he's been acting for a while. That's great. I also, you mentioned the teacher, Michael Vartan, uh, is great. And if you're a fan of Alias, then you are well aware of uh, Michael Vartan. But it was cool to see him like in a movie around... I guess this had to be pre-alias, yeah. So it was cool. It had been a while since I had seen him on screen. Grayson, I'm giving you a uh, a deadline. I need you to go find an armory, find their cannon, put your head in said cannon, and then write me an expose about life as a head cannon. You got it, boss. Beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> Headcanon is a part of the show where we share with you unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I have two pieces of headcanon. Well, it's almost guaranteed that you're going to steal the only headcanon I really have. It's possible. Now, this movie stars two very prominent actors who share a siblinghood. David Arquette. Dang it. 
Drew Barrymore. Uh-huh. They play brother and sister. Sure. They also show up in another movie that we've reviewed here recently. Dang it. Scream. Mm. My headcanon yeah. is that this... <laughs> my first thought was like, oh, wait. Because I didn't pick up that Drew Barrymore was in Scream. I completely forgot. Yeah. How shocked would you have been if she got killed in the first 13 minutes of Never Been Kissed? <laughs> and you never will. So my headcanon for Drew Barrymore is that this movie is um, an elsewhere mm-hmm. where she had never been kissed. And she lives on to live a healthy life. And the linchpin, the linchpin in time was that she had been kissed and therefore murdered in the Scream storyline. Wow. Yeah, I my headcanon was that it's an alternate timeline to Scream or like a multiverse because uh, yeah. you got Drew Barrymore, you got David Arquette uh, kind of hanging around in the same town uh, after he graduates. You got the high school. You got a guy in a van with a video surveillance going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of uh, crossover elements to it. You got people making uh, pop culture references. So it, right. I think it I think it fit. I think it seemed to fit. Now, my other piece of headcanon kind of tied in. Um, so David Arquette plays... Rob Geller, mm-hmm. Courtney Cox on Friends plays Monica Geller. Oh, related? Or they could be cousins, even cousins. Yeah, yeah, cousins is what I was thinking. I see. Josie is very nerdy, mm-hmm. much like her cousin Ross. Yeah, who is very much into knowledge, correcting and like that. grammar, and all that. Yep. Yeah. Mm. And uh, that's it. That's all the evidence I have. That's great. No, I like that. I like that th- this is a uh, a non-Joey spinoff of Friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what the Geller family's <laughs> up to. Oh, wait. I got one more piece of headcanon that I'd like to introduce for uh, when I feel like my other headcanon isn't really up to snuff. This is actually part of the Cloverfield universe. <laughs> You, don't, you just don't see the monsters as much, but they're there in the background. It's solid. Yeah. This is very solid. Makes a lot of sense if you think mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. If you think about it. All right. Now we're going to go into our segment where we like to talk about recasts and remakes. Recast. If this movie were to be remade today, who'd you cast and what would the storyline be? Now, well, yeah, yeah, we. I would... I would do a couple of different things with the story. Um, I would focus more on the journalism side of it. I feel like Never Been Kissed could be. <laughs> if I had one note. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, like, I, I would love to see a spinoff or like a sitcom, like a Netflix comedy with where this is the premise. Never Been Kissed is about this girl who writes an advice column basically mm. it, and it's it's the same character Josie Geller except she uses um her pen name as like you know whoever she wants to be but like never been kissed is how she always signs uh, like it xoxo never been kissed yeah right and so it's like her trying to navigate you know through life trying to be this person like basically this a very similar concept of like well she's trying to be popular by like writing this advice column where she is a super popular confident person but really she's just this really kind of you know 
can't help herself but being a nerd yeah. kind of story. And then I just yeah. think that we follow that instead of the, you know, 21 Jump Street um, problematic plotline that sure, they had. Sure. Yeah. Focus more on like her uh, confidence when she has like a pin name. Like she wears it like a mask, much like in Scream. It's always going to come back to that, isn't it? I think you could also sidestep a lot of the controversy by just setting it in college. Um, yes. Yeah. You just, it, it, there can still be like a creepy element about lying about who you are, but it doesn't have to be like a felony. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that solves a lot of the problems there. If they did a remake, it would just be like a college. You're investigating the college campus. Um, like it could be the fraternity, sorority life, whatever it is. Um, you can still have the whole expose, you weren't who you said you were kind of conflict. Yeah, uh, I would love to cast, uh, just because I think that she already does a great job playing like a somewhat nerdy character, uh, Melissa Benoist. I think that she is great. Love her as Supergirl. When she plays mild-mannered Kara Danvers, I, I think that she just plays it perfectly. She's totally adorkable, and I think that she would play that role very, very well. Yeah. She already basically does, so I want her and more. I, for similar reasons, actually the exact same reasons, uh, I would cast Ellie Kemper from uh, Kimmy Schmidt. She would be able to play like the innocent uh, side of it, and then just... I. I think her comedic timing in a role like this, especially if it was updated for modern sensibilities, uh, would actually do very well. Um, if I'm looking at the combo of like the teacher to uh, student dynamic, I think you got two options. And uh, my wife actually recommended that you make this uh, another team up of Emma Stone and... Ryan Gosling. Ah. My recommendation would be uh, to keep it in the alias family and have it be a Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence reprisal. Uh, nice. Either way, you know you're going to get a similar type of chemistry. Very nice. I like it. Those would actually be legitimate recommendations. No, those are good. Those are really good. I mean it. I'm standing by those recommendations. <laughs> All right, now we're going to go into our final segment where we give you our reasons to recommend. So, Grayson, why would you recommend Never Been Kissed? I would recommend Never Been Kissed because Drew Barrymore is delightful in this movie. Everything else we set aside, like, she actually is uh, plays a really interesting character who I think you can empathize a lot with. Like, if you have, had ever been picked on in school growing up, if you had a suboptimal high school experience, it's fun to live out the what if I could go back and do it again. Like, that is, I, I thought this before. It's like, knowing what I know now, to go back then, you wouldn't sweat the small stuff the same way. You would make different choices. You would have a better idea. At least you'd like to think you'd have a better idea of what's truly important coming up through school. And this plays with that, that idea. Like, yes, she slips back into some of her previous bad habits, but she's also given opportunities that she just didn't have before. And she's, it's not a time travel movie, but it has similar themes of like being able to go back and, and just do things better a second time. 
Um, she still makes mistakes. She's still human, but uh, I think she plays it really authentically of, yeah, it would be very enticing to go back and try to uh, have the things you didn't have the first time, to try to fit in with the popular crowd and then realize that's not really what it was about at all, uh, that you are you ultimately are the person that you were meant to be because of those tough experiences. So uh, I think at the heart of this movie, it, it there's there's a lot of layers on top of it, but I think that there uh, that the heart of the message is that struggle that you went through growing up made you the person that you are now. So don't pine over the past. Live in the present and uh, just appreciate what you have now. So and I think that's uh, a worthy theme. It's a worthwhile theme of uh, kind of hooking into that. Don't live in the past. Uh, just make the most of what you have today because that's all you're really guaranteed. So, um, yeah, I, I think that the even the title, Never Been Kissed, carries with it that sense of regret, that sense of wanting to uh, have something that you feel like you missed out on. And ultimately, it, it answers that, no, you, you didn't necessarily miss out. You experienced things in a way to make you exactly what you're supposed to be today. Um, so don't regret the past. Just be happy with who you are in the present. Excellent. Very well said, Grayson. Yeah, I would recommend Never Being Kissed uh, as a really great 90s especially 1999 uh, time capsule. Um, there's so many great things there. There's so many great um, idioms, um, like basically them trying to make fetch happen with like, what was it like? Rufus. Oh, that's to Yeah, that's totally Rufus. Uh, different things like that. Like it, it's a really fun high school movie and I think it captures it, the high school experience in a really fun and uh, funny way. Um, it, it is hard to not see it with, uh, the lens of how awkward and uncomfortable it is. Like the whole relationship dynamic, like that's just, I, it's, I think that is part of the experience that you will see, especially if you did watch it previously, you're like, oh yeah, I don't think I caught that before. Yeah. But at the same time, there is still a lot there mm -hmm. that is fun and just like what you said, like the concept of like, hey, if I could do it over, like what would I try to do differently? Because I just love how like say like, I'm going to do it differently. And like day one, she joins the math club like day one, <laughs> not even like oh, second day. It'll be better. day one. Yeah. She said, I'm going to join the math club. And she has a montage of how great of a mathlete she is. She just couldn't help it. Yeah, you gravitate uh, towards what's comfortable, what you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. 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 And so, yeah, I, I think it's it's a great look at that. And um, it's fun. Mm -hmm. And any movie that won not just one, but two Blockbuster Entertainment Awards, that's worth checking out. It won two Blockbuster Entertainment Awards? They won for Favorite Supporting Actor with David Arquette and Favorite Actress uh, for Drew Barrymore, both in the comedy romance category. Huh. Did, did they get a golden VHS? Please tell me they did. They got a free microwave bucket of popcorn and a Kit Kat. Fair enough. Blockbuster saw the writing on the wall. They weren't going <laughs> to invest in trophies. 
All right, so that is our review of Never Been Kissed. Let us know what you remember about Never Been Kissed on Twitter. We are at Flashback Flicks. We would love to hear uh, what would you do if you had a chance to go back to high school, hypothetically speaking. Or, like Ricky, if you want to focus more on the journalism side, Mm -hmm. where would you like to go undercover? Oh, that's good. You could pick either writing prompt. Either way, it's due on my desk on Monday. (laughs) And it would mean a lot to us if you would rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can give us a rating of one to totally Rufus. Yes. Yeah, totally Rufus is really. I mean, that's that's like the next best thing that you can get to a Blockbuster Entertainment Award. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we will we will accept that. And be sure to tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind. Next time on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. He promised he'd be back. We're watching Last Action Hero. Because we want a self-referential movie that has a time-traveling robot from a different movie. Because of Deadpool reasons, right? Yep, yep. that's it. Cool. That's what I thought it was. But I just had to check. There are so many to choose from. <laughs>